Good afternoon. My name is Sherman. His name is Sherman. I believe this is our fourth uh, podcast. And uh, great to uh, be together again with you, Sherman, and um, our loyal listeners. If I could just say um, it was the 3rd of September, a day I will always remember. Dot, dot, dot. That's in quotations. I believe that is the, not I believe, I know. That's the Temptations. Great song. Papa was a Rolling Stone. Speaking of cool songs, Sherman, what do you have for us today to get us going? So that was just a bonus for all you listeners. That was, uh, it's not the song of the episode, uh, but that's just, you know, some from us to you. Uh, again, as my dad pointed out, you're, you're loyal fans, so you, you all deserve it. So the song I've chosen today, and it's an 11th hour selection, but I'm pretty pleased with it, is Parliament's first song on their 1975 album, Mothership Connection. P-Funk wants to get funked up. Uh, you know, mother, um, pardon me, Parliament, if uh, those of you who don't know who they are, led by the inimitable George Clinton, who you probably recognize, again, if you don't know who the band or the man is, um, just wildly funky, um, which, and they were on my mind because I was listening to our last episode while I was editing it, and obviously that was a I wouldn't say a somber episode, but just kind of your, like what we discussed was obviously a somewhat serious, well, was serious in nature, um, just, you know, for what's going on in our country. And going into Labor Day weekend, because this is Thursday, um, September 3rd, as my dad pointed out, I thought, you know, something, if, if you have the luxury and ability to escape kind of the news and what's going on. And really, even if you don't, take time to yourself to listen to this song. I want to say it's seven, seven and a half minutes of just pure bliss and hilarity and wonderfulness. And you'll get references that you didn't think you'd ever hear. And it's just, you know, really the the crux of what I'm trying to say is everyone needs more funk in their life, and this will supply it by the truckload. So that that is what I've chosen. Again, Parliament's P-Funk wants to get funked up. So. That is outstanding, Sherman. Thank you. I, I think that was introduced to me uh, by my friend uh, John um, I was working with at the time. And I, I'm planning on seeing John next week and... Uh, haven't seen him in several months, so I'll, I'll try and reconfirm that. But uh, that that's that's a wonderful, wonderful. Um, it's an experience to listen to the song is an experience. Uh, I, I agree completely. And you and you and, you know as parents do, you showed me that song. So so I really thank you, John. But thank you to you, Dad, because yeah. you showed me that song. Yeah, I mean, it's so funky that, I mean, I was stumbling over my words the first minute or two of that, trying to explain it. 
Uh, I was just overwhelmed with, uh, as I believe they say, probably multiple times in the song, Funksmanship. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, if you haven't listened to it or don't know it, listen to it right now. If you're traveling anywhere via car, plane, boat, or anything in between, I highly suggest adding it to your travel playlist. It will relax you and make you happier in even the most turbulent of situations. Right, right. And I think, again, the, the uh, turbulence and the, uh, the, the volatility of where we are presently as a, as a society in, in our country, um, and you referenced it earlier um, just about our, our podcast last week, um, and I think... I, I, it continues, um, and I'm. It's it's still, uh, you know, driving a lot of of kind of my, um, you know, reflection, and and there's there's something that that um, we hear in our in in our. Um, uh, in our particular faith, but it's, but it's, I think, applicable across faith and belief. And it's this, this notion of, um, you know, hardening your hearts. And why is it, why is it that that's where we've gotten to yet again, um, as a people, as a society in our country, the hardening of hearts and just you know this maybe there's there's what what is it that we can do i can do you can do we can do to uh, address that um and i i got to tell you to, today i had lunch with an old buddy from high school He's a year older than me, so he was a mentor. He was the dude then. I mean, the dude, and he still is the dude. I think once you're a dude, you're always a dude. Um, but he's a w- wonderfully thoughtful guy, um, and I realize. So we see each other, perhaps twice a year. It's been at least six months now, um, and we sat down outside for lunch. And it was, it was both, you know, the sense of humbling and fulfilling, to, and it's, it's that you're we're there together because there's, there's no motive involved. It, you know, it's devoid of of judgment, and I I don't know. I, I think. If we, if we f- can f- feel better together with with each other, it you know, starting starting with you know those, you know, sounds pretty easy, um, but you know nothing ever really looks uh, is quite what it appears to be. But if 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 
by by just this wonderful simple you know appreciation of friendship that then maybe that's our chipping away at hardening of the hearts and if we can s- soften our hearts then then i hope i am inspired by that to do to try and do something to someone i might not know so well or might not know at all in some little just almost random act right and and that person heart is is per- touched in a way too that we we're going about this collectively uh, in in breaking down this hardening of our hearts um so that's just that's just from lunch today wow that's a i'd say a far more powerful lunch than most um that's that's food for the soul as they say and my as i said last week uh, after you eloquently spoke on a variety of topics uh i have not much to add uh i never really will as you are the moral compass of this show i will say though that and this struck me as i was listening Joel Olstein, if Ooh. you're out there and listening, we are coming for you <laughs> because that marks two episodes in a row where you have, you know, graced the people, Dad, with wonderful sermons, or I think in show parlance we can call them Shermans. So, Joel Olstein, we're gonna come <laughs> for you, baby. And, you know, if we ever own a former NBA stadium as our, our podcast studio, you can bet we will open it to whomever needs it. So, you know, a, a, just to kind of steal from Joel um, and, and how he talks, much like he's stolen from probably countless people, literally, uh, as they say in uh, Leviticus chapter 4, I'll give you my Venmo if you want it, so please, you know, economically so. So that's just, I'm, I'm that, Leviticus That's the, that's the newer, newer Testament. Yeah, that's, 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 not, ju- that's not just the New Testament. That's the, the newest, newest Saint James <laughs> of the new Bible. So, yeah, uh, I was just paraphrasing. I believe Venmo was first mentioned in Leviticus, and mine is available to, you know, be economically sowed, as it were. So... Be on the lookout, Joel. Billy Graham, if you're still alive, we're coming for you too. And anyone else in between. And we're, we, we will consider uh, partnerships, splitting it right down the middle, kind of 60-40. Um, exactly. So, and, 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 you know, I could take, your, your eyes are a bit wider, but I could very much stand in for Joel in terms of the squinty man who's asking you for money role in society um so and i'm happy to put on a folksy accent uh, while i do it so that was a wonderful talk dad and again if you want to donate to us but really (laughs) for yourself and your spirit feel free uh, because i'm gonna i'm gonna get out ahead of it now i was told by my legal team comprised of my parents who are notably not lawyers that we actually don't have any sponsors, so we are going to need your money. Really, I'm going to need your money. And by need, I mean want. 
so yeah, I mean this uh, this episode is gone. Like hopefully all episodes have gone and will go to the unexpected. But I think that's reflected and uh, a consequence of leading off with George Clinton because the man is unexpected incarnate. So that's that's all I have for now. Indeed. What else is on your mind? Indeed. That thank you, Sherman. Um I I came across no, I'm not gonna break into Woodstock. <laughs> um but uh I I wasn't I wasn't really much of a Dylan fan when I was growing up. Um and some of my buddies were just you know, mesmerized over the top. And I, I respected that. I just, it was missing me. Um, and uh, as a lot of things do, but, um, over the arc of time, uh, pretty cool how things can, you know, find you again. And, um, been certainly appreciating uh, the, uh, the portfolio that is Bob Dylan's, but, uh, so, uh, Hard rain's gonna fall. That, that uh, I think it came out, you know, released in the early mid '60s. But I, uh, I think one of the markers of a of a kind of iconic if, uh, song or, or that just lasting is when then it finds itself into movie soundtracks, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and. I think, I think it's in both Born on the Fourth of July and Remember the Titans. That's versatility, folks. Yeah, I mean, that's that's you know you can you can bat lead off, you can bat clean up um, with these songs, uh, no question about it. I I can say with a hundred percent certainty it's in Remember the Titans, and that's just a a, a great movie. Um, it, you know, as that I think one of the lines in that movie is, "We're still fighting the things uh, now that we were fighting then." Um, and, and I'm try I'm trying to to get the sequence in my mind of where it was on Born. Of, fourth of july so i'm gonna have to do some homework on that all right we will get back to you folks i know you're all wondering where it was in that movie we'll get back to you in the fifth episode um yeah i mean i think you know i have i have friends who are bob dylan fans obviously there's a i would say lesser fandom in my generation just due to the passage of time uh, but i similar to you have just you know always had an appreciation for him and you know his greatest hits which is a great catalog of them i think he is he he didn't um was it is he poet laureate or yeah yeah right I is th- that uh, no, poet or nobel for writing um for yeah poetry, he's for poetry right so yeah, I mean, obviously and, a very versatile and talented guy. And, you know, I mean, I think at this rate, you know, with how the country's going, we may get an award like that um, <laughs> well, soon enough. So, But foundationally, Sherman, you, you have the, that potential in terms of the 
uh, uh, poetic uh, uh, bent uh, or perspective because I think like like most um, great and renowned poets, they they had to have started, if not actually started, nearly started with the haiku. This is, this is true, and I'm also going to say any of my friends who object to that, I don't want to hear it. My dad said it, and so from his words to God's ears, <laughs> it's the, that's the case. My, my talent was and forever will be comparable to Bob Dylan's, okay? Sorry, back to you, Dad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if I ever get a tattoo, um, it'll it it just might be numeric, and it 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 would be five seven five. Yeah, I mean, it's a haikus. I, yeah, I'm planning on speaking in my first weddings where I'm not related to the bride or groom. And uh, I am interested and a little worried to see how people outside of our enormous family take my wedding poems, or if I should do them at all, um, because I I have done a variety of structures, but my bread and butter is, as you mentioned, the haiku. So we'll see. We'll see where the next. Well, I mean, who knows if I can even do them in the next year, but. Now, whenever I get to those weddings, we'll see what happens. Good, good. And only other thing uh, in my noggin right now is I know you gave gave me an assignment um, uh, about uh, three adjectives, and we can maybe catch up on that down the line too. Uh, I've jotted a couple down, but just perhaps as we get towards closing here i've always i've always felt like the adverb has has really gotten the short end of the deal i mean every everyone's you know always talking about adjectives adjectives but the, the adverb has has really been instrumental in uh you know maybe differentiating yourselves in a game of mad libs mm-hmm. um and you know, I think it's I L Y, or is it just L Y for the for the adverb? In my mind, the standard is L Y, but I, I I don't know, can't say for certain the that I L Y is out of the question. But I feel like the kind of standard structure would just be to add L Y. Okay. So, but and it's funny you brought Mad Libs up because I was thinking of that as you were talking about your love of the underappreciated adverb because I really don't remember adverbs being in Mad Libs. Maybe they were in advanced ones, but Mad Libs are really how I learned English because your four oldest daughters, myself and you took a road trip from our home to Hilton Head via car, which was probably you know, a, a living, breathing hellscape for you managing <laughs> five kids between the ages of five and 12 in a car by yourself because my mom, your wife, just had your youngest daughter, my little sister, and we, I, I'm not sure if we had the little mini kind of portable TV to play VHS yet, but we did have uh-huh. countless packets of Mad Libs 
and I was five, you know, and I distinctly remember really my oldest couple sisters, but all of them explaining time and time again what a noun was, an adjective, and a verb. And, you know, the example that always, that I feel like they really did use all those years ago was, you know, the black gorilla runs into the jungle. Black being the adjective, gorilla being noun, and runs being verb. And they would say that to me repeatedly. It's a simple sentence. They would break it down. But my mind was, I was hearing them, but my mind wasn't processing it. Because as I mentioned in the last episode, I believe, maybe the second, but I believe it was the third, I had a limited vocabulary when I was a kid because of censorship, um, not at the federal or state or even local level, but really in-house. Yeah, and, extremely local level. Yes, hyper-local censorship. And I, there would be severe repercussions if I went outside the law at the time. So because mom wasn't there, every answer I gave for Mad Libs, and really all of us, was either fart or poop or some word in that category. So none of it made sense, but we were laughing the entire time because you didn't care, probably because you were driving, again, five kids and just needed to get there. But... That yeah, that was my first real foray into link uh, to language and English, and specifically in what it was and how it operates, despite not obeying the rules and conventions of it at all. <laughs> so that's my Mad Lib well, story. Mad Libs, if you're still a thing, you can sponsor us. Yes, so. right, right, and and so really, I think I was the the drive to Hilton Head from Chicago. I was kind of like Mister Rogers, tr- trying to make a speedy delivery. But I was driving speedily. Now, I hope all English teachers and professors of English will will help me out, help us out here, because I I'm thinking speedy in that context is is the adjective speedy delivery, and speedily would be the adverb, but. You know what? I was a second honor student. So, if you can, if you can, someone out there can help us uh, set set this straight. We'll look forward to that. And uh, I mean, I believe you're correct in terms of the uh, you know characterization of the two words. So, I mean, speedily is an adverb, and it, it got your patented ily on there. Um, and, and and folks, I would just like to say, I this previous dis- this, you know discussion we've been having, this is why Spotify pays us so much. So you're welcome, and I hope now you understand why we each get so much money from them. Um, but we still need sponsors, nonetheless. Is, is that what cryptocurrency is? <laughs> in a way, yes. In a way, I don't know. Um, but, you know, what is cryptocurrency? That's our next, that's episode five. We're going to do a deep dive on cryptocurrency and find out who actually is the originator of it. Um, yeah, I, because George, George Harrison uh, tackled what is life. So, yeah, what is cryptocurrency, I think, is a proper uh, follow-up to that. Yeah, people, and people were begging George to explain it, um, you know. And so here we are to take up that mantle. So I believe that's a good, you know, ending point 
Yes. For episode four. So hope you enjoyed listening. Hope you learned some things. I know I did. And well, we'll uh, see. yeah, and and Joel Olstein, eyes in the back of your head, buddy. We're coming for you. <laughs> All, All right. right. Signing Take care, off. Everyone. Thank you, Sherman. Bye bye. Take care. Bye.